I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, mamas. I have a really special interview episode for you today. This is an interview that I did with my client, Alyssa Hall. You have heard her before. We did an interview back in June around anti-racism, and I am really thrilled to bring her back and have her back on. I think she was actually on one of the group episodes that I did as well with clients. So we are going to have a great conversation that I cannot wait for you to be a part of and hear the reason that I wanted to bring Alyssa on to the podcast today is because she has a story that is very different than mine. So a lot of you know my story. I was a stay-at-home mom. I wasn't feeling fulfilled in my life. I wanted to contribute to the family's finances. My partner was our primary earner for the family, but I just felt like I wanted something too. Alyssa has a very different story. She is a single mom. She started her business as a single mom. Um, She actually was living in the projects in New York City when we first started working together. She had made, I think, $1,500 total in her business before we started working together. And she has made $67,000 in her business since we started working together, which was spring of this year. Yes, we started together at the very beginning of April. She agreed to work with me right before the pandemic hit big time where she lived in New York City. So she has earned all of that money with her daughter, who's four years old, at home. She was living in some pretty bad conditions at the time when she first started. She has since moved, and I can't wait for her to tell you all of the incredible details about that. And on this episode, she is going to be sharing inspiration to all of you who think that you can't do it, and who may be struggling. I wanted this episode for anybody who is struggling financially, struggling in a situation that isn't good. For anybody out there who's a single mom listening, this episode is for you. And I really hope that in Alyssa's story, you will see yourself and you will find the belief that this kind of success and beyond is possible for you as well. So I hope that you really enjoy this one. This is such a special episode and Alyssa shares so much wisdom with all of you in it. So enjoy. Let's get into the episode. Welcome Alyssa. Tell us more about you. Tell everybody about you. Yes. So I am a single mom to a four-year-old who is currently doing virtual learning. Um, And I am an anti-racist leadership coach. I love it. 
Okay. Now we're going to dive way deeper in who you are. <laughs> yes. So one of the major intentions for this episode is really to speak to people who have a different story than is maybe typically seen a different story than mine, a different story than many of the people that you see out there talking about their businesses, but a story that's still just as successful and inspiring and incredible so that you can see evidence that this is possible no matter who you are and to talk about how to make that work. So Alyssa, tell us a little bit more about where you were when you started your business, when you started with me, tell us all the challenges, struggles, all the juicy details. Yes. So it's, it's been really interesting. So I made the decision in 2018 to become a life coach. And that was after a year of wanting to do it, but I was just like, no, the program that I wanted to go through was $11,000. And I was like, hmm. I don't have that. <laughs> I make $16 an hour. Nobody has that. And I worked part-time. So after a year of just hating every single job, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to figure it out. And the school that I went to had a loan offering where like a year after you start the program, that's when you start paying. And I was like, oh, that, that is perfect. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be making so much money once I <laughs> finish the certification program. This will be nothing. Oh my God, yeah, we're gonna do this. And right when I started the program, on day three of the program is when I broke up with my daughter's father and I became a single mom. And it was still early enough in the program that I was just like, you know what? Maybe I can like just not do anything, just pay for the two days that I went and just pull out of this. And then I was just like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this from, like to myself. I want to be here and I'm going to make something out of this. I'm not going to just pull myself out of this thing to go to these jobs that I hate again. And so I stayed in the program, completed the program. And I just swore that I was just going to have like you know, that, that saying, like, if you build it, they will come. That's what I assumed would happen. That did not happen. <laughs> and so now we're in 2019. I'm like trying to build my business. I got one client and it was just this big thing. And that was the only client that I had the entire year. <laughs> so mm -hmm. all of 2019, I made $1,500, but I kept going. And the reason why I kept going was, I feel like for a lot of people, when they think about continuing on in their business, when they've made a little bit of money, it's just like, oh, I should just go back to my previous life. I can just go back to my nine to five, my whatever. But for me, there was no, I can just go back to, I wasn't going to go back to making 16, $17 an hour part-time it was more risky for me to stop than it was to keep going. So I kept going, doing the thing. And then 2020, um, so interesting that this is all happening just in one year. Um, right before <laughs> the pandemic like literally hit, 
was when I was like, I'm going to use my tax money and I'm going to enroll in Samantha's group coaching program. And it was literally like the last thousand dollars that I had for my, for my tax money. And something that I just was thinking about earlier today too, is that I've always been like kind of delusional about my success in my business. I'm always just like, you know what, I'm going to invest in this thing and then I'll just make it back. It'll be fine. And for the first year that didn't work out that way. And even though I only had a thousand dollars to do a monthly installment, I was like, it's fine. I'm going to do it. And then two weeks in, uh, my job closed and I was like, oh my God, this is the worst idea ever. What did we just do? <laughs> and it was really scary. Um, I still like remember for the second month I had to call my dad and I never asked my parents for money. I had to call my dad and say like, hey, I'm about to get paid from this other job in two weeks, but I'm enrolled in this thing. And can you take out a loan on your credit card and then I pay you for the loan in two weeks? And he was like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. He, as long as he was getting his money back, he literally didn't care. And that's how I actually paid for the second month of the group program. And while I was doing that, the world was literally on fire. My daughter was in and out of daycare and her dad was just like, hey, you know, this quarantine thing, it's gonna last like a couple weeks or so. Do you want me to stay with you guys until then? And we were like, yes, oh my gosh, that'd be great. And that was in March, we're in December. <laughs> we're still doing this at home thing. Um, and throughout all of that was me trying to build my business, being sick, having coronavirus happen all like outside of us and not really being able to have any mental space from my daughter and her father. And you were and in New York City, which I don't know if you <laughs> mentioned during this, but you were like in the epicenter. Yes, <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> And which I like totally forgot too, when um, a year ago is when I had to move out of my beautiful apartment that I shared with my uh, daughter's father and my cousin and her boyfriend, it was getting too expensive for all of us. And I had broken up with him already. So we were like, okay, we're just all going to go our separate ways. And for me, what that meant was I had to go live with my uncle and it was fine in terms of like I had my own room he had his room my daughter had her room but it was literally terrible it was what you would ex expect from thinking of what the projects are that's exactly what it was like and I would hop on consults and be <laughs> like sitting on my bed because it was the only blank wall behind me and as I like leveled up, I guess, I got this little um, panel to have like behind my desk so you wouldn't see that I'm in my really small, really messy room. It was so, the living conditions were terrible, but that kept me pushing to, again, keep doing this because it was more risky to not do it and have to like stay in that position. And I was making still no money, not a single dollar until I, in June, when I realized what my real passion was. 
it was doing the work that I'm doing now. And I wasn't even sure if it was like, okay for me to do it. I asked Samantha and she was just like, just do it. And literally the same week that I spoke to Samantha, my therapist was like, why don't you just change your niche? You're clearly passionate about this thing. And I was like, I can't do that. I just finally built my website. I just finally made my lead magnet. You don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. And this feels so real in the moment when you're like, but I did the website. Meanwhile, your heart is screaming at you, like, do this other thing. (laughs) Yes. And like, I didn't realize how much I wanted to do it until I started doing it. And it showed in my results because I was so passionate about it and so passionate about the long-term game and about the mission and the service that it literally showed in my results. I was actually getting results versus feeling like before it felt like I was kind of phoning it in. And I never feel like that anymore. Mm. Tell us more about the phoning it in and what that looked like. Because I think that in the moment, you didn't necessarily realize you were phoning it in. I think in the moment, you were like, I'm trying so hard and it's not working. And I see this with my clients so much. And I think if you can share like how you knew the difference afterwards, that will help them a lot. Yes. Okay. So It was when I was doing the anti-racism work and literally every piece of content that I would create, it'd be like, oh my God, these people need to know about this. Oh my gosh. Like literally that was my level of excitement about every single thing I'd be teaching. And before I was um, a life coach for moms and it was such a struggle to try to find what to write about and it's something that I'm passionate about. Like, I really do think it's important for moms to do what they want to do and like live their best life. So it's not like I didn't like what I was doing, but that same fire and passion for seeing like every single step of the way, I wasn't able to see that with the mom coaching. I wasn't able to understand, like just from putting out that one piece of content, the trajectory that it would have versus with this niche I'm just like oh my gosh I'm just gonna put out this one thing and I cannot wait to see what people are gonna learn and oh my god it's like Mm -hmm. a new level of excitement that wasn't there before Mm -hmm. I love that okay so tell us a little bit about what shifted for you I know that you said that the niche you wanted to change the niche so you were talking about the website what else was holding you back from changing your niche (laughs) Oh my God. This is... I know you had a lot of thoughts. <laughs> so many thoughts. And now that it's been like six, it's been six months since I've done it. None of those thoughts even came to like, came to life. So I just want to really let y'all know that because I had so many ideas of what was going to happen. I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm fake. They're going to think that I'm so fake that I'm just like doing this thing. And I know it also comes from just my background in doing this. Um, I'm half African-American and half Cuban. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, everyone is going to know that I'm only half African-American. I'm talking about anti-racism. Who am I? I'm a poser. And if like, if y'all see a picture of me, like I, I just pass for completely African-American. No one knows that I'm Hispanic until I tell them. <laughs> so it's like, 
like literally what is going on. And then I was like, my family is going to think that I'm fake. They're going to know. <laughs> literally like a few months in, my family was just like, oh my gosh, you're clearly so passionate about this. I'm so happy for you. This is amazing. And I'm like, oh, I, I thought like, it's just this huge level of imposter syndrome. And I want to call it that because for me, this is how it showed up. But I know for a lot of people that imposter syndrome is going to come up with so many different stories that are literally not real. No one else cares at all. Yeah. I always think this, and I wish that I knew this in like middle school and high school, nobody is paying attention to you. (laughs) And instead of being sad about this, like, let this be the most freeing possible thing. You can make a lot of mistakes and be very weird and do a lot of things wrong and no one's going to (laughs) notice. Literally no one at all. And I feel like we, we like cognitively, we know that, but we're still acting as if people are staring at our every single move. And even if there's like a slight grammatical error in that post that we did, literally no one cares because you're still getting the comments of the emojis of like, yes, that's amazing. I'm like, y'all didn't tell me that on sentence two, there's an apostrophe and it's supposed to be a question mark. No one cares. No No one cares. cares. (laughs) What other kinds of breakthroughs did you have that allowed things to shift in your business? Mm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So the big one really big breakthrough that I had was that not every single action I'm going to take is going to be one that immediately translates into money. And that's how I was thinking about things when I was doing the mom coaching that I'm just like, okay, I only have, let's say one hour today in this one hour, I need to do whatever I feel like is going to be that cause and effect sort of situation but that's not how that works. It's more like I have one hour Monday through Friday, I'm going to do actions Monday through Friday, then maybe Saturday, I'll get that return. Or maybe the next Saturday, I'll get that return. And that is how money is actually made versus feeling like I have to do this one specific thing to get that one specific action back. That is so good. And I think we both see this a lot in Mama to CEO. And for people mm-hmm. listening who don't know, Alyssa teaches in Mama to CEO with me. And I think that we see this a lot where people will put a post out and then it's like, they're like checking back to see, <laughs> did it work? And it's like, it may be working and you just won't know until you continue to put out more posts. And it's like that compound effect of all of those posts, all of that value, all of those offers over time is going to create a client. But that particular one, it doesn't mean that it worked or it didn't if you get a result or don't. Yes, yes. And usually like what ends up happening too, I noticed this with myself with the mom coaching and when I was like, doing the anti-racism coaching too, that when we focus so hard on 
I have to write this post that's going to like lead into an offer. And that's like literally every single thing that we're doing and we're not doing anything else. For me, my thought was just like, they need to see that I know what I'm doing. They need to see that I am providing value and I can help them and whatever, which is great. But that's not the only thing that's going to cause someone to enroll with you. And like, they need to know that you're a person too. (laughs) So it's just like, if you look at all these actions as a cumulative thing, then you're able to more naturally create clients and you're able to more naturally have people want to work with you because yeah, they know that you're smart, but what else? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know when we worked together on anti-racism in my business, this was a major thing that we looked at was just me sharing more real me. Yes. Yes. And that's something I see like with myself, I just completely ignored. And then I was just like, well, anti-racism work doesn't sound, it it sounds scary. So like people need to know that I'm a regular human and with just so many other people too, there are so many women who I see on the internet and I'm like, I know that you're good at, I don't know what health coaching is the only thing that's coming into my head, but I know you're good at that. That's cool. But that's also something that may be uncomfortable for people to want to even speak to you about what else can they feel comfortable with you about? Are you also a mom? Do you like nerdy things? Whatever. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I love that. So good. Okay. I also want to talk about how you went from being in this situation that you really didn't like to building a business because a lot of times we hear that you need to feel sufficient, abundant, um, who knows what, right? Grateful for where you are, love for where you are. And you have to be in that like abundant, grateful mentality to be able to grow. And this is like a huge concept in the coaching industry. And as I was thinking about this call, like one of the major reasons that I wanted to bring you on was to talk about this particular thing, because people contact me pretty often in desperate, dire, serious situations and wonder if it's possible for them to build a business from that space. So I wanted to have you talk a bit about this for those people to know this is how you do it. And for other coaches out there, because I know I have a lot of coaches who listen to understand, like, this is not always the right way to coach this situation. So take it away. Oh my gosh. I was actually thinking about this the other day and I was just like, this is what I love about you as a coach. It's that you are very realistic about that. And it's like, I think about it in, in my work, I'm always thinking about like inclusivity. And this is such a huge piece of inclusivity. It's like understanding that people are in different places and being realistic about it and not trying to just like, make it like make it super happy and like try to make it like go away with happy thoughts and it's like that's literally not not how that works and I feel like it's more powerful to the client to help them acknowledge 
yes, this is the reality. And yeah, it really sucks. It really, really sucks. Now that you know that this is the reality, what do you want to do with that information? And how are you going to take what you do have to move forward? And looking at it that way, instead of looking at, let's be grateful for all of the, like, oh my gosh, there are so many, there's so many like coaches that um, I've worked with um, and like smaller programs. That's like, oh, did you do your gratitude journal today? And I'm like, I, I can't even like think straight every single day. I don't know what to be grateful about. Yeah, I know. I should be grateful that I have a roof over my head and I have food in my fridge, but like this apartment is so disgusting that I can't even cook the food in my fridge. I like the gratitude can only go but so far. And I know that there are a lot of moms who are, especially right now, that they are in a space where they are just over, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like there's just so much constant noise from their household, from their kids. And I know at the beginning of the pandemic, there was also an issue with like my family members with boundaries, like, oh, everyone's home all day. So I'm going to call you all day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's just like, also trying to work on your business at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's not about, oh, just be grateful that this, that, and the third, or um, just think about the people who have it worse off than you. That doesn't change your situation. Instead, really like there's this saying and I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's like a real saying, but like, I'm always like, how can I finagle the bagel? How can I really like take what it is? That's on like a New York thing. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's one of them. (laughs) Just like, how can I take what I have and just run with it? And for me, it was like, all right, I'm in this real janky apartment and I'm trying to have my coaching business. Okay. I have $150. I'm going to get a little desk. I'm going to put that on a payment plan. I'm going to get my little room separator, put that on a payment plan, get my little headphones, put that on a payment plan. Boom. I've made an office (laughs) and that office is not always quiet, um, but I'm going to figure out what it is that I need to do in order to get what I desire. And also knowing it's going to take me longer because I have less time than other people. It's going to take me longer because my physical space made my mental health not as great as I would have wanted it to be. Really being realistic with yourself too and not adding a layer of shame on top of what else is already going on because I feel like that is what can end up happening with the gratitude stuff. If you do it too heavily, then you start feeling like, oh my gosh, like I'm a terrible human because I'm not grateful for this, that, and a third when in reality, your situation sucks. And yes, it sucks. <laughs> Be realistic about that. And now let's see what we can do with it. Mm-hmm. So, so good. One thing that Samantha said to me that literally stuck to me. And I think about it every so often. She was just like, you do not have to be grateful for the bugs. And I was dying. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. <laughs> like, and it feels like that's what some of these things are saying. Like, be grateful for every little thing. And it's just like, that to me is what made me so grateful to have Samantha as my coach because she was super real about it of just like, yeah, that's terrible. 
don't sit here and try to like shame yourself into believing that it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I was, I was thinking about the coaching that we did and how, um, in my mind, we found like the bypass for like doing work on that, which is the same word that you would use for like spiritually or positivity bypassing this by like trying to pretend it's amazing. But instead I was like, yeah, this just sucks. Like I have a brain, I have eyes, I can observe. This is a just objectively bad situation. We don't have to pretend anything otherwise. And you don't have to like overcome or eradicate this situation to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that worked so amazingly for you is really getting into this place where you were so lit up about the people you wanted to help and the niche and the message and serving them that I was like, this is the answer. Yes. Like when everything in your life is on fire and infested with bugs, this is the answer to still go out and make money. Yes. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's so funny because if I were listening to this a year ago, I'd be like, but I am like, you know what I think about it? It's like when you think that you're in love with someone until like a year later, you meet the love of your life and you're like, oh, this, this is actually love. That's what I feel like that whole process was like. Yeah. So how do we help those people who like think they're in love and they are not? (laughs) What do we need to tell them? Like really be honest with yourself. Like truly, truly be honest with yourself. Notice what it feels like to get certain things done. Like when I decided I was going to do this, I was like, you know what, let me just do a little landing page. And then so I can go back to my website when I'm done with this little anti-racism thing. And I busted out that landing page in like three hours, one, maybe two sittings. And that was it. Mind you, I've been doing, I've been doing the mom coaching for like a year. And it took me a year to even create my lead magnet. (laughs) So it's just like noticing those two things and where you are when you think about your potential clients. I remember when I was doing the mom coaching, I wasn't, I, I wasn't even excited about my potential clients. I'd be excited about like when I'm finally working with someone like, oh, this was fun. I love coaching. This is great. But even now I think about my potential clients and what they could be doing, where are they thinking right now, what's going on for them right now. And all of those thoughts, it doesn't feel like a chore to try to do that. It feels so exciting. And even when I do like quote unquote research for my niche, that too, I'm always thinking about how can my potential client hear this? How can my current clients hear this? It's so exciting to me and not always, it's not always exciting, but some of the core things are really exciting for me. And if you don't feel that way, then start to question what actually is exciting for you. And it doesn't have to be something that you heard about. I didn't, I had never heard about what I was doing until I decided to start doing it. And then I'm like, oh, other people are clearly doing this too, but you can make something your own based off of what is really deeply exciting for you. 
Yeah. Okay. I think, yes, how you feel when you think about your potential clients, really good. What I think is like pure genius is your insight, how long it takes to get stuff done. I think this is like really going to be an aha moment for a lot of people who hear this because you see this too. And mom, it is CEO when like people report what they're doing and are like, how much time is it taking for them to write a post? And I think so much of it comes back to what you're thinking and feeling about your business and your potential client. And sometimes that comes from some kind of inadequacy in yourself where you're thinking maybe you're not good enough or you can't help them. And sometimes it's coming from you just pick this random thing that you really don't care about and you either need to figure out how to care about it. Like I was talking to um, a virtual assistant today who was like, it just doesn't light me up. And I was like, you know, but it also pays your bills and that's number one right now. So like figure out how to be lit up about it. <laughs> so like sometimes you need to make that connection in yourself. Like, okay, I can figure out what I need to think for this to feel like meaningful work. And maybe number one is it's feeding my family. Yes. And sometimes, and I particularly see this with coaching niches, that it's just not aligned with what is actually going to make you feel lit up inside. Yes. Yes. And it's funny that you mentioned the thing of just like, you pick this thing, you don't really like it, but you try to find a way to like it. This is my third niche. My first niche was career transition. And I was like, oh, this is going to be cool, whatever. And after I had that, that. (laughs) knowing you, I'm like, why did you pick that? (laughs) I was like, I was like, I want people to like live their best lives and leave their terrible jobs. Cause that's what I did. And then I got that one client and I was like, every time she talked about her job, I was completely checked out. I was just like, I don't want to do this. But then she would talk to me about her home life. And I was like, Oh, Oh, this is good. Tell me more. And that's another thing that you can notice too. It's like, what specifically about the work that you're doing that, or that you think that you want to do really lights you up. Like if you listen to the podcast that we did in June, um, the title that I gave myself then was anti-racism coach. And now, like, as I introduced myself, I'd said anti-racist leadership coach, because I realized that piece is what really lights me up. So I'm going to hone in deeper on that and make everything else surround that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so good. And I think that this is really good advice for people who are starting out. I was talking to my coach about this today. I was just like talking about some unpopular opinions that I have, like just as a coach that go against the grain of what I see in the coaching industry. And one of them really was like, we've taken the niche thing too far. And I think more people need to start as like, I am a virtual assistant or I am a life coach for human beings. (laughs) And then just see what you like, like you working with that client, like you saw the things where you're like, that's boring. And the things that really lit you up, 
And that's like a little internal compass that's just pointing you in the right direction. And it doesn't mean that like suddenly you have to make that your niche right away, but it's just like an indicator of these are the kinds of things that are interesting to me. And I, I think more people should stay more general in their business for longer than they do. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it reminds me of something that you have in Mama to CEO about um, like building websites and doing all of these things that we feel like we have to do before we get our first client. Like that wastes so much time. It's so annoying how much time it actually wastes just for you to get that first one client or five clients and then be like, oh, I actually want to do something else. But Mm -hmm. we spent 25 hours just building the website like get your clients first in whatever way that you can, whether it be your friends, that's another way that I started and really hone in on what it is that you like to do. You don't have to marry it, but really just like do some dating. Do, yeah. do a little bit Date around. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're telling you. Date around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. Okay. So tell us a little bit now about you had these breakthroughs and you're talking about like what you were thinking and feeling and doing, what were the results that came from these shifts? Oh my gosh. That was literally, literally bananas because I went from last year making $1,500 the whole year. And then I've made, I haven't even had a 5k month like the lowest month that I've had was last month, which is because moving and stress and all that. But I think I hit like just shy of 7k. Mm -hmm. And it feels like, oh my God, this sounds so, I don't even want it. Like, it sounds so gross the way that I'm saying it. it. (laughs) It feels like money is so much easier to make. Like, it feels like it just flows a lot easier. Like the 7K that I made last month felt so easy to the point where like, I didn't hit my monthly goal. So I was just like, I just made 7K this month. This is just ridiculous. How am I going to continue? And it's just like, that is where I'm at right now of being able to just continue to show up in this space that feels so good for me and creating things based off of what I love to do is what's allowing me to easily make more money. Like literally three days ago, I made like a new, like limited time offer sort of thing. I was like, oh, let me just test this out. This is something I really wanna do. This sounds like fun. And that's something that you teach too, like do what feels fun and already I've made a little over 2k and I'm like what is happening like this is crazy and it's just from leaning into my passion and leaning into what feels really good in the way that feels good for me I'm not going out and doing things that feel uncomfortable and not scary uncomfortable scary yes I'm doing the scary things but I'm not doing things that I dislike for the sake of all right well this is going to make me money I'm doing what feels really good. And I feel like what will serve my purpose in the long run. Yeah. So good. So how much have you made this year? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So it's, oh my gosh. Okay. So this year I have made 
$67,000. And that's literally from end of May up until now. And wow, <laughs> six months, less than six months. Yes. Like, and I remember I was telling you in May, like, yeah, so I, I was um, doing this. I have this client and it's just for a trial. It's $27 a week for four. <laughs> I don't even remember this. I blocked this out of my mind because I was stunned and horrified. You were like, don't do that. <laughs> just, just don't do that. Sometimes I coach and sometimes I just say, no, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, so those $27 that that comes into the 67k but, Perfect. but overall that's what I've made and I've never in a in my life I've only made on a tax return I think like the most I've made is like 30k and that's from like working like crazy and working like crazy still working part-time because that's what the restaurant industry does to you yeah. but and, and now I'm just like, oh, I made that in six months. What is happening? That means that like, if this were a full year, this would have been a 6K, six figure year. Yes. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's so, so weird to go from feeling like this is never going to happen. And I feel like I know a lot of people when they're doing this for what feels like a long time, even though even three months of like trying and trying and trying, it feels like a long time. And every single day that passes, you're just like, why does no one want to do this? Is this even viable? Am I doing this right? Is there something wrong with me? And you're like doing all the things to like seek the correct answer. And that's yeah. a lot that I see in Mama to CEO too, like looking for the specific correct answer. And sometimes there is no correct answer. It's just about what feels best for you to be able to keep moving forward. Yeah. So much of the time that is because like, as we talk about the equation for money in Mama to CEO, that consistency piece really is easy when you're having fun and when you're passionate and when you're enjoying what you're doing. And so I even find this in my own business. Sometimes I have these stories of like, but I have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. yes. And then I look at it like now I know, and you were a really good teacher for me for this. Like I recognize that feeling in my body of like, wait, why am I feeling stuck? Why am I feeling like I'm inside this box and there's no other options. And like through the holes in the box, I see the world that I want on the other side, but I'm stuck here. And when I have that feeling I'm like, wait, like who made this box? Why is this here? Why am I in it? Oh, okay. This is like some passing comment from this mentor that I had two years ago that this was the right way. And I totally latched on that that was the right way. And it's just a way. Yes, that's literally it. It's just one of the many ways. And sometimes a way is just one that you create by yourself. And that is so powerful to be able to be like, oh my God, I did this thing because I just decided to do it. And because I listened to the intuitive nudge, which I know like you were talking about, I think it was in the design 2021 thing, like talking about the intuitive nudges and like following that. And that sometimes is literally where the gold is. Yeah. 
I feel like with your niche, that was totally one of those things. And I'm so glad you went for it. Cause look at you now. Tell us about your move. Everybody needs to know your housing situation and how it has changed. Oh my gosh. Like guys, it's crazy. (laughs) It's so like, I could never imagine this being my situation literally a couple nights ago. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh my God, we're in the Airbnb and we didn't pay for the Airbnb. And this isn't an Airbnb. (laughs) Your actual house. You're still recovering from the past. I really am. Working through it. Yes. And it's like this really beautiful apartment a beautiful three bedroom I have my own office I'm talking to you in my office Mm -hmm. and I am able to just we live in a shopping center and Trader Joe's is like a couple of like steps away versus like let's take the hour trip downtown to go to the Trader Joe's like there it's so completely insane and just being able to I think this also speaks to just making a jump and knowing that that jump is right for you, even if all the things aren't aligned and it, but if you have that intuitive nudge again, just following after it, like I'm out here in Texas, I don't have a car. I can't drive because I'm a New Yorker. I'm sorry. <laughs> going to learn soon, but I was able to curate this space where I'm able to still thrive regardless of what's going on on the outside. I'm able to still get my groceries because I made sure I'm in a place that's a couple feet away from a supermarket and I'm able to do all the things that I want and exist in a space that feels good for me because I made sure that although I'm doing things outside of the norm, I'm still going to make sure that I'm doing it for my success and like looking at the long-term game. And I feel like that's the big shift that I've had. Mm -hmm. This is so good. I think everybody should go to your Instagram stories and try to see glimpses of your house now and just how beautiful it is. Like that one, I was watching the video where you were showing like all the black owned brands that you used in a day. And so then you were like running around your house but I was just seeing the background and I was like, look at that bathroom. Look at those windows. Look at her kitchen. <laughs> it's really nice. Tell me what advice you have for other single moms, other moms who are in situations that suck. And we just are openly acknowledging that they suck and not trying to think otherwise, but they want to have the kind of shift that you've had, the kind of growth you've had, the results that you have, what is your advice? Oh, okay. So I have like two separate pieces of advice. So for the single moms, one of the things that I realized, especially over these last like nine months, um, is noticing when, and this is going to be tough love. So if y'all aren't ready to hear it now, it's fine. But (laughs) noticing when my ego is getting in the way of getting my results. And as a single mom, specifically as a young single mom, um, I'm 27. So I always was very resistant to help. And it it shows up a lot in 
the mastermind and it showed up like in the group coaching program, I will sit here for however long going through my spending mind drama and not ask for help because I want to solve this myself. And I've always been like that, but being a single mom really like honed that in as like a reality, but I wouldn't be where I am now had I not accepted help from so many different places and really understanding for myself, I had to coach myself on if I'm not accepting help right now, what is the story that I'm telling myself? And what is it that I believe that this will say about me if I'm not accepting help? Because her dad has been with us for the last nine months, (laughs) no, six months of quarantine. And had I not accepted that help back in March because I was angry, which I I still was, (laughs) I'm just like, no, I'm gonna do this by myself. This is a situation that you left me in. I'm gonna do this. I would not be able to grow. So it's back to what I was saying before about like thinking about the long-term game and thinking like, if I accept help right now, if I go to coaching right now, if I raise my hand in my coaching program right now, even if it feels uncomfortable, the long-term game is that I will get whatever it is that I came here for. I will get whatever it is that I'm trying to get. So that's, that's the single mom piece of advice. And for the people who are in really terrible situations, just like really be realistic with yourself on what your situation is. Do not try to fight that situation. If you know, I feel like that was another thing that I did too. Like if you know that your kid is up at 6 a.m. and does not go to bed until 8 p.m. and you go to bed at 9 p.m., don't wake up at 6 a.m. and then get mad that they're up with you because you tried to wake up early. You know what the deal is. You know what's going on. (laughs) So instead, be realistic about the fact that this is exactly how my child is going to be. This is exactly what my life is. Manage your expectations around that so that you know that those things are set in stone. And then instead, you're just like, what can I do outside of that? I'm here 5 a.m. I have a little wax warmer. I have my tea. And I'm just like, this is my time because for so long I was fighting it. I was like, I'm going to stay up until 12 and get my stuff done because my daughter hasn't stopped talking all day. No, (laughs) I can't do that because then I'm angry at 12. Or, oh my gosh, her nap was was only an hour and she used to take two hour naps. No, tell yourself she only takes one hour naps. Really be realistic about your situation. Don't add a level of shame to it. And then figure out what can you do with the tiny pockets of something, the tiny pockets of um, a good mood that you have, the tiny pockets of time that you have. And just maximize that versus trying to fight everything else. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Okay. Tell us all about your business because people should hire you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I am an anti-racist leadership coach. And what that means is I work with service providers and I help them incorporate anti-racism into their lives and in their businesses. And you're just like, okay, cool. Still, what does that mean? I got you, don't worry. (laughs) What that really means is like, not just doing what we've been doing the last six months, which is like 
reading all the things and learning all the things and hearing all the things and like getting to that level of understanding, that's level one. And then what I also see people doing is like skipping to level three, which is like implementing a bunch of stuff, but we need to do something before that. And it's really enhancing those skills that are going to allow you to be able to have a safe and inclusive business because there are skills that need to be enhanced before that happens. Like one of my clients I'm working with on like people pleasing. There is no way that you're going to be able to have a group program, let's say, and someone is being like kind of problematic, but not like outright terrible. There's no way you're going to be able to really talk to that person if you're so stuck in something like people pleasing Mm -hmm. and just really understanding what the steps are to really being able to have a safe, diverse and inclusive business and what you can do to actually have your business be a part of uplifting other people and bringing them into your space and having them know that you are someone who can actually truly help them versus just like doing what we were talking about before and like feeding gratitude when they're like in a terrible situation. So that's what I help my clients do. I think really like when people hear anti-racist leadership and they're an online entrepreneur, they know like, "Mm, yeah, I probably need to do that. And this should just be their sign. Yes. Just do it. Just hire Alyssa. (laughs) Now is the time. And I know my experience working with you, I think last time we recorded the podcast, maybe we had just started. Mm -hmm. And then now like we have fully gone through the cycle of working together. And I feel like there were a lot of like subtle shifts in my business. It wasn't like what I imagined, which would be like this giant overhaul. And you would just like, give me all of these to do's. Like you really made me do the work, which was necessary. This is like in every coaching situation, we want the coach to just tell us exactly what to do. And then we have the rude awakening where we don't get that. We actually have to do the work to identify those things. (laughs) But we were able to go through the whole business and see like, where are the things that need work? And not that it's perfect ever, but just that like these subtle shifts over time really add up to cultural differences and a difference in feel and a difference in who you're attracting as clients and all of those things. And, and that's really what it looks like. And so we helped, we did that in the business It helped me so much in the business. And then I had a lot of areas in my personal life that I wanted to have an impact too. And you just helped me like excavate all of these different areas and work through all of these different things. And Sometimes it would be like, this conversation happened at a family dinner and this is how I felt. And this is what I thought. (laughs) This is what I did. (laughs) How can I do this differently? (laughs) So I think for anybody who is still kind of like, how do I have some meaningful impact? Because I think we all went through this period of time of being like, 
yes, I care. And I'm going to tell the world that I care and I'm going to do hashtag black lives matter. Yay. And then I'm going to follow a bunch of black indigenous and people of color people on <laughs> my Instagram and like, <laughs> I'm saving the world. <laughs> now people may be feeling like, mm, all right, now what do I do? Yeah. And I remember really feeling this discomfort of like, I don't know what to do. And hiring yeah. you was the first step <laughs> that was like, good, I'm doing something. And then you helped me figure out all the other things that really matter. <laughs> yeah. And so that is just that... like my testimonial. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel like that's the question that my, my services answer. It's like, okay, so what do I actually do? Right. And this is it. It's about yeah. seeing what that is and helping you go through that because sometimes, even when you work on your business, you feel like it's like a checklist of items. Yeah. But as you're like doing the checklist, you're just like, oh, this is weird. It's uncomfortable. I'm just going to not do this. And no, you need coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Because I think a lot of the things that I worked on were things that I hadn't done already for a reason mm -hmm. and we had to really work through what that reason was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you're a total safe person to just be real with and unfiltered and just be like, here's my embarrassing thought. <laughs> yeah. That's when the real work gets done. When you're just like, this is actually what's been going on in my head. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's, let's work through that. And just feeling comfortable and knowing that like I'm a regular human being and just do the same thing in every, like in all of your coaching too. Don't go up there with some service level problem because it's not going to solve the deep rooted solution. Yeah. Is that, did that make sense? I think that made sense. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Yeah. For all the mama to CEO people, bring me and Alyssa your deep problems that you're embarrassed by. <laughs> not your surface level stuff. Yes. Perfect. Well, good. Okay. So where can they find you now that they are so ready to hire you? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Ali the life coach. And I've, I've actually saved the, um, me running around my house, um, showing off the black owned businesses thing as a story highlight. So you guys so can look at that. See that. Um, <laughs> House tour slash black owned businesses showcase. <laughs> oh my gosh, that should literally be the name of it. <laughs> um, but you can find me there and you can find me on Facebook, um, Alyssa Hall. There's going to be a lot of Alyssa Halls because my name is very short and very common. Um, and on the interwebs at Alyssa Hall Coaching. Perfect. We'll put all the links in all of the places. Thank you so much for joining. This was so great. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand 
or 100,000, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.